Hi, we are live, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to what the hell's going on here? Welcome, everybody. It's Rob's Gary. It's Rob's Gary Show. We are live. Yes, we are late. I understand that, uh, but I've been battling traffic for two hours, maybe two and a half hours. I don't even know how long. It just gets uh, mind numbing here in California, in the Los Angeles area. Today was the day I had to uh, go back uh, to the uh, baby doctor, the uh, uh, the ultrasound scan thing. Not the normal, just listen to the heartbeat, but the ultrasound where you could actually see the baby uh, on the screen, and it's like 3D and 4D. It's like some some serious high-tech stuff. And they measure the little bones. And they make sure the heart valves are working. And they make sure the brain is working. It's very nerve-wracking. If any of you have ever done this, you know what I'm talking about. It's about 45 minutes. It's a very long process. And they go through every single inch. Of the baby. Every single inch. They measure the leg bones. The feet. The, the the lungs. They make sure the lungs are working. They make sure every uh, valve on the heart is working. They uh, make the sound. So you hear the heart go. <laughs> each valve you hear. this Very nerve wracking. Because in your head you're thinking. Well what if. They find something wrong. What if a valve is not working right? You're there finding this out also as it happens. It's not two, three weeks later you get the results of a blood test. You're, you're, you're finding out right then. So it's not like you leave... And you're out and about having a dinner or you're out and about uh, watching a football game. Maybe you're watching the L.A. Ram, whatever. And then you get a call. We like to tell you that uh, we found a working or non-working valve, whatever the hell they say. I don't even know all the doctor lingo. This is there. You're there. They find something. It's like you find it. You're, it's it. I'm literally over the doctor's shoulder. Well, not really, but pretty close. I'm in the corner. I'm watching this. I'm watching them go, okay, this, you know, six centimeters. Okay, that's good. All right, boom, the heart. They turn the thing. Left valve, good. Okay, right, okay. Good. All right, let's go to that. And you're just like, uh, 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 okay, blood flow, good. And you see the, they push a button and then the blood flow, you see it going to the little uh, veins and uh, all the other areas of the little uh, baby's body. And they just keep working their way down. All right, this is, uh, 
You know, okay, brains go, okay, eye socket, okay, they're they're in normal position, good, okay, ears, good. And they just keep working their way down. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Oh, don't say like, oh, where's the foot? No foot. So and this was the second time. This is the second time. This is the second time. And it doesn't get any easier. So those of you who've never had it uh, done, man, very nerve-wracking. And we got one more time. They want to do one more time. I mean, I know there's aspects of this uh, that's about the money. I know that because I've actually got some friends that didn't have all this done. I got two friends who has kids, and they didn't have this done. They're like, what? What are you talking about? I we didn't have that done. We did. They, I was like, you did. They didn't check the, the 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 heart ventricle. They didn't. No, they did the thing, and they said, okay, yeah, everything's good. That's it. I was like, really? I got two friends that didn't get this process, and I'll be on my third process. I'll be on the third one. What are you going to do? You know? What are you going to do? I know the scam. But what are you going to do? No. Just like all the blood tests we got. I got a couple friends like, we didn't have all those blood tests. Man, I had I had, I had had blood tests for the spinal bifida. I had the blood tests for Down syndrome. I had the blood tests for... Uh, uh, cystic fibrosis. I had every single... Bl- and here's the thing. that I don't want to get too political because this wasn't the political segment. I was just explaining to everybody why we were late. I think they do this stuff at least in certain areas like, say, uh, California, Los Angeles, which is where we are. And maybe in New York. I think they do these things in these very, very liberal areas so that if something is wrong with your kid, you can then kill it. I know that's horrible, but but I'm being serious. Because technically right now, technically right now, there's a doctor in Colorado... And I think there's like three or four other doctors in different parts of the United States. But I know there's one in Colorado that will do abortions this late in the game. They will do abortions this late in the game. That's why, again, don't mean to be political in this (laughs) spot. We never get political. But when people were outraged. When Trump on the 60 Minutes uh, uh, interview said, well, uh, you know, gay marriage is settled. It's already settled by the Supreme Court. It's settled. But there's no reason to to rehash this. And then when they brought up abortion, he talked about judges possibly overturning Roe v. Wade and people were saying well it's settled 
Why is gay marriage settled, but abortion isn't settled? It's settled. The Supreme Court says you could have abortion. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Here's the issue. The liberals have taken the abortion issue and they've pushed the goalpost to a point where abortion is very murky in the sense of you're not supposed to have late-term abortions. The Supreme Court did not protect late-term abortions. Killing a child at seven months, eight months. But the murky part is the whole, well, uh, the exceptions, should a mom's life be at risk, or, uh, you know, all sorts of gray areas. So in turn, it's not settled. So if a woman is told uh, her child is retarded, And the child is possibly going to need hospital care after the age of, say, 10. Say after the age of 10 or after the age of 5. The chances uh, are pretty good that that child will have to be in a home. And there's a good chance that that child won't live uh, to uh, 25 years old. And it's possible that that child may never be able to um, communicate past a, you know, preschool level. That woman could go to Colorado to this doctor and they can maneuver with the proper paperwork and legally abort that child. So the abortion debate isn't settled because liberals push that goalpost. They they push it. Where when you think of abortion, you think, oh, a woman misses her period. She waits a week or two and says, well, you know, sometimes I'm late. Maybe uh, third week goes by. She gets a pregnancy test. It says positive. She goes, hmm, maybe I should go to my doctor. She goes to the doctor and the doctor goes, oh, guess what? You're eight weeks pregnant. And that woman goes, oh, Jesus, I don't I don't want a child. I, I, I'm not ready for a child. I can't have this child. I don't want to give birth and give it up for adoption. That would be way too emotional. So you know what? I want to terminate the pregnancy while this child is basically goo. And I don't look at my child as being goo. But guess what? In those early days, weeks, months... Uh, The child is not a viable 
living, breathing human being. So at that point, if a woman terminates the pregnancy, you go, you know, okay. I get it. But when that child is three months old, or uh, three pounds and seven months old, and the parents say, well, you know, we we don't want to have this child because it's going to be retarded or it might not live past 15. We don't want to have to deal with that. And this doctor in Colorado injects that child with a drug that stops its heart. Kind of like the way you euthanize an animal. And then once the heart is stopped and that child is dead, they do a C-section and take the dead child out of the woman. That's horrible. Effing horrible. Absolutely horrible. So, yeah. The abortion issue is a gray area still. And until federal money doesn't go to abortion clinics, and until there's a legitimate line that says, listen, doesn't matter if the kid's going to be retarded, doesn't matter any of that stuff. After this time, after these amount of weeks, can't, can't, you can't do an abortion. It's murder. Can't. End of story. End of story. So there's my political <laughs> interjection into um, my doctor appointment for my child. But all the tests show he's not retarded. He's not an angel baby like my friend's kids. Doesn't have spinal bifida. Doesn't have uh, uh, cystic fibrosis. Doesn't have any of those things. He's healthy. He's three and a half pounds. Doctor says he's probably going to be seven and a half. So it's like an average size baby. I was hoping for nine. My girl was like, what? No. I was like, I hope he's like 12. <laughs> I hope he's like, I hope he's like 41 pounds. Hope he just comes out like, hey, what's up? What's up? Who's President Trump? What's up? <laughs> what's, what's up? We ready to make America great again. What's up? <laughs> Tell you. <laughs> but seven and a half pounds. So there it is. There's my doctor appointment today. And then, of course, Coming back from Tarzana, because that's where our doctors are. We have two doctors. We've got our doctor, Katsi, this young Russian woman. Well, I think she's young. She's like, I think a little younger than me. Dr. Katsi, she's the one that delivers the baby. But then oh, the scans and all those procedures is a different doctor. And he's an Italian doctor, this young guy, uh, What's his name? Mar- Mar- Marano or something like that. Good guy. Good guy. Good guy. They were taking blood pressure of Kathy. He goes, maybe we should take your blood pressure. 
You're very, very nervous. I go, yeah, I'm very nervous. I'm terrified you're going to tell me my kid's got two heads. That's what I'm nervous about. I got the two-headed baby. That's not good. He's like, you know, there's no two heads. It's one head. Eye sockets are good. Nose is good. Mouth's good. Ears are good. Everything's good. Brain developed. All good. Said, okay. All right. And then an hour and a half to get back to Glendale. <laughs> uh, traffic. Bumper to bumper. And no one knows how to drive. No one knows how to drive. And they're all Hillary voters. They all voted for Hillary. They all voted for Hillary. It's insane. Oh, all right. So it's Chris. It's uh, Christmas. It's uh, Thanksgiving Eve. We are here. And it's funny. The media is still pushing uh, the Hillary Clinton uh, popular Vote total. You know if the roles are reversed. They would not be. Pushing. Donald Trump. At 1.8 million. In the popular. You know they wouldn't be. You know they wouldn't. They, They would say it doesn't matter. It could be 25 million. That's not how we pick a president. So harping on a popular vote really is meaningless. It does nothing except inflame ignorant people. So you know if the roles are reversed, no one, absolutely no one, would be talking about Trump being 1.8 million votes in the lead. No one would be talking about changing the electoral college. Because for all the reasons we have the electoral college. We're basically. States like Ohio and Michigan. Florida. Matter. Wisconsin. New Hampshire. They matter. It's not about New York and California. It's not about Los Angeles and New York City. And the media would be talking that up. Instead, we have, oh, well, you know, Hillary's 1.82 million uh, votes ahead of Donald Trump. This is going to complicate some things for the Trump presidency because there's uh, not clearly a mandate. Yeah, yeah, there is. Because we're, we're not dealing in the popular vote, stupid. We're not dealing in the popular vote. Doesn't matter that the numbers have been run up in California and New York. Because that's really what we're talking about. I mean, let's face it. 
if it wasn't for California and New York, Hillary Clinton would be down millions. If New York and California were not set up the way they've been set up for the past 20 years, and what I mean by that is illegal havens, I mean, forget sanctuary cities. It's just a haven for illegals. Man, you got to be a complete moron, an absolute moron, to not think that has affected California and New York. You got to be a complete moron to think 20 years ago, 25 years ago, 18 years ago, 19 years ago, millions of illegals that have come to California, spit out kids, and now those kids are able to vote. By now, I'm sure a good portion of those illegals have gotten some type of citizenship that enables them to vote. So why would you vote for somebody that says, hey, I want to deport you. I want to make sure we follow the laws. I want to make sure that we don't keep repeating what got you legal status and your children citizenship. I mean, you guys realize at one point, California voted for Ronald Reagan. You, you realize that. Also, also, California voted for Poppy Bush. Look at the statistics of California. Look at the statistics. Look at the population. Look at where we were and where we are today. So don't tell me, oh, Hillary Clinton is 1.8 million. 1.8 million up in the popular. It doesn't matter. You're dealing with California, New York. New York alone, New York alone, New York City alone is home to almost a hundred, I'm sorry, a million, almost a million illegals. New York City alone. I think the last number was 800,000, 800,000. 
And how they have that count, I don't know, considering they're illegal. They don't have social security numbers. They don't have work permits. How do they count the illegals? It's always fascinated me. How do you count somebody that's here illegally? Oh, there's 12 million. How do you know there's 12 million? How do you know there's not 20 million? How do you know there's not 30 million? How do you know there's not 1 million? They're illegal. Well, in California, uh, we get a good, accurate number. It's not perfect, but we get a number because we give driver's licenses. You give driver's licenses to illegals. Wow. (laughs) You know, 1.8 million votes ahead of Trump. In the popular vote. And somehow. California. And. New York City. Is supposed to count more. Than. Michigan. Or Pennsylvania. Or Ohio. Or Oklahoma. Or Utah. We got to change the electoral college. And again, it's just so retarded that the media is playing this game and the Democrats for that matter. Because both of them know that let's just say for the sake of argument, you were able to change the Electoral College. Let's just say you you amended the Constitution. Well, then you're also going to have to change Congress. You're, you're, you're going to have to change the way our government works. Uh, seriously. Because the whole concept with the Electoral College is to give states like Iowa and New Hampshire and Michigan the same type of representation as California. And that way, people that are running for president don't just spend 16 months in California, in New York, in Texas, and ignore the states that are basically less than 10 Electoral votes. I mean, you see now the way these races shape up. No one goes to California because the way the Democrats have rigged the system for the last 20 years. Texas, New York, New Jersey. Imagine if there's no electoral college. It would just be California, Texas, New York. That's it.
I mean, you win California, Texas, New York, it's basically over. <laughs> it's basically over. The combinations to hit the 270 mark is endless. But why I see you would have to change government because if you're going to say, well, California and New York are basically more important than all the other states, then you need to rework the House. You need to rework the Senate. In that case, then California should have more senators. They should have more congressmen. New York should have more senators, more congressmen. And if you're going to basically wipe Iowa off the map and say, well, who cares about Iowa? We're not doing the Electoral College anymore. It only matters what these big states want because they're the ones that are full of electoral votes. Then you might as well take Iowa's senators away. Might as well take their congressmen away. That's why this is just silly. It's absolutely silly. Absolutely and utterly silly. And I guess the media figures... I guess they figure this along with Trump's a racist, Trump's a misogynist, he's part of Pepe the Frog, he's a... Well, somehow... I... I lessen his presidency, lessen... The way he can govern, I, I mean, I, I guess that's, I guess that's the, I, I guess that's the reason. Because if you go over to Vox, that liberal douchebag Ezra Klein, that little scumbag, he does a whole thing about the popular vote and how Trump doesn't have the will of the people. And because Hillary Clinton is 1.8 million votes ahead of Donald Trump in a popular vote, then technically the Republicans, Donald Trump, shouldn't get anything they want because there's more people that voted against the Republicans and Donald Trump them voted for. Like I said, if this was Hillary Clinton and the roles are reversed, no one in the media will be talking about this. Ezra Klein wouldn't be doing a whole article saying how yeah, Hillary Clinton won the Electoral College, but Donald Trump is almost 2 million more votes ahead of her in the popular uh, count. So technically, 
more people voted for him than her. So liberals, progressives, the Democrat agenda is basically dead. They shouldn't get anything they want because the will of the people were against them. Of course, you're not going to hear that. You're only going to hear it now. You're only going to hear it now. Because it's Trump. And the liberals and the media are still trying to figure out how they got this wrong. How they failed. And they did everything in their power to get Hillary Clinton the presidency. And they failed. They failed. And they still can't come to grips with it. They, they can't come to grips with it. I mean, you even have two half-ass political scientists. And I, and I say that very loosely. Saying that um, Hillary Clinton needs to challenge the election results in Michigan... Pennsylvania and Wisconsin because there's irregularities as far as paper ballots and electronic voting. So where uh, the polling stations had paper ballots, Hillary Clinton performed the way They all predicted her to perform. But in the areas where they used electronic voting, she underperformed. And as far as they're concerned, that could be a sign of hacking. Now, don't forget, guys. Don't forget. When Trump was talking about rigged election, he was talking about election machines being hacked into. When somebody brought up the fact that George Soros has ties to individuals who own electronic voting machines. When that was brought up on Wolf Blitzer and CNN, it was called conspiracy theory wackiness. Remember, we were told there's no evidence of hacking. There's no evidence 
of the system being rigged. Absolutely no evidence. There's no evidence to back up any of Donald Trump's claims that there's hacking, that there's rigging, that there's George Soros machines uh, being favored uh, in uh, Hillary Clinton's uh, favor. And now, mm, all of a sudden, there's hacking and... There's there's shenanigans going. But we were told, all of us Republicans, all of us conservatives, all of us alt-righters, were kooks. We were Alex Jones kooks. We were Tila Tequila kooks. We were not, I mean, now, all of a sudden, there's there's hacking. And what I love is these political scientists, these professors, have no evidence. They have absolutely no evidence. They have absolutely zero evidence. And if they're floating these claims out there, they should hold a press conference. Because trust me, the media will be there. They'll, They'll be lined up. They should hold a press conference and say, here's the facts. Here's why we think there's hacking. Here's our proof. But they haven't done that. They haven't done that. They've just come out and said, well, here's the thing. There's irregularities with states that used electronic voting versus the states that did paper ballot voting. Well, what do you mean irregularities? Well, it's just weird that Hillary lost. I mean, that that's basically it. <laughs> they just, no one could wrap their brains around the fact that Hillary Clinton lost. They cannot wrap their brains around it. They just can't. It, 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 it literally, they wake up and go, this, this can't be. There, there has to be, there, there has to be something. There, there, there has to be shenanigans somewhere. There's no way Pennsylvania went for Donald Trump. There's no way Michigan went for Donald Trump. There's no way Wisconsin went for Donald Trump. There's no way uh, Florida went for Donald Trump. There's no, there's just no way. There's no, it's impossible. There must be hacking. Well, didn't you guys say Donald Trump was crazy and his people were crazy? This is us. This is the liberals. This is the... Okay. 
<laughs> yes, we understand. But you don't understand. You don't understand this was supposed to happen. <laughs> you don't understand. You don't. <laughs> and we talked about this before. In any other job, any other profession, every single one of these people would not have jobs anymore. If for 16 months you were wrong about something, 16 months, if you were wrong about something, Would you still be employed at that job? If you were a cab driver, if you were an Uber driver, and every single day for 16 months, when that person got in the car and you had your little Google Maps on, and Google Maps said, at the corner of Sherman Way and Reseda, Make a left. And you went, ah, I'm making a right. This is better. And then you got lost for like five, ten minutes. Do you think you would get a good review? You think when that person got out of your car, they would go on Yelp or whatever the hell they rate Google drivers or uh, Uber drivers on Google? Don't you think they'd be like, this driver sucked. He was horrible. He didn't listen to Google Maps. Bad, bad, bad. Imagine, 16 months, you do that. You, nobody would ever get in your car. You would have a rating of negative zero. You would. You'd have a, a rating of negative zero. Negative zero. <laughs> Negative zero. <laughs> Negative zero. But every single one of the people that are in uh, politics for a living, rather it's the Essie Cups, Megan McCain's, Van Jones's. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. Amazing. It's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari Show. We're going to take a quick break. And there's a great uh, piece on Breitbart. <gasps> oh, no. Breitbart. Yes. And we're going to uh, go through all the people. That were wrong. And why? Are they still around today? And when they're talking about popular votes. And they're talking about uh, voting irregularity. Why are we listening to these people? Why do we still listen to them? 